Welcome to Healing America with Dr. Jim White. Jim has been investing, coaching executives, and turning around companies for over 30 years. Now your host, Dr. Jim White. Good evening, this is Jim White, and welcome to episode one of Healing America. And I want to welcome everyone back. Uh, We completed a 12-week series, as you all know, on critical thinking. And I am so excited to uh, start this new series called Healing America. And like I said, it's episode one. Let's talk about the mission of the of the show, if you will. Um, and uh, when I was uh, thinking about putting this together, uh, looking around the nation and seeing what was going on. So I came up Healing America. Healing America is not just going to be about politics. It's going to be about business. It's going to be about the environment. It's going to be about every American in the United States. The mission is to inspire all Americans, to inspire excellence in all Americans. That is my commitment, and I'm gonna do everything that I possibly can with every series that we do to do just exactly that. Now, how will we achieve that? our mission? How will we achieve our goal? You that know me by now, you know that I'm a, I'm a, I am, I'm a goal-oriented guy. So how we will achieve the go? I am going to use my new book, Broken America, which will launch on September the 9th as the foundation of this series. Once again, Broken America, which we're launching on September the 9th, which is going to be the foundation of this series. Now, my greatest desire is that the 10 principles that I share in Broken America whether you agree with every example or not, will inspire you to stand up, stand up for our great nation. She, in my opinion, has provided us with endless opportunities. And in my opinion, again, is in jeopardy. She is in pain. She is asking for all patriots to stand up and protect her. I will invite guests from all corners of America to come together for an open mic discussion. We will talk about the present and the future of our great nation. The present and the future. And as I said, the show is not strictly about politics. It's about every subject matter that we can think about. Anything that we can do to help this great country heal, this great country continue to get greater. So this is what the show is all about. Now, as I was preparing uh, for the show, uh, I thought long and hard. I, uh, I, I, I struggled. I, I got uh, scratch pads. I got notes. I've got every device that I could think of over and over and over because I wanted to be able to share with you this evening uh, and my passion. Uh, and, and my concern for our, for our nation. So I've thought long and hard about the subject matter of this evening, and I hope that you will uh, join me and just, just follow along wherever you are, sit back, and uh, maybe you want to close your eyes and just uh, think in and just think about all the blessings that uh, we have and all the uh, pain that our country's in and what we can do, what each of us can do, and believe me, each and every person, each and every American 
we can get involved and make things better. Now, we will witness our next president stand on a podium in real time or virtually on January the 20th, 2021. He's going to take the oath of office. And the oath that he will take will be as follows. It will repeat, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of the President of the United States and will to the best of my ability preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. That will be the oath that our next president will administer on January the 20th, 2021. Now, once this oath is administered, the president will have the following roles. And as I stated, I thought long and hard about the content that I was going to share this evening. And a lot of this content I'm going to share will actually uh, beckon back to civets, if you will. But I hope that I can present it in such a fashion this evening that we will be able to take these words and take in the seriousness of the presidency, of the presidency of the United States. So as I said, once the oath is administered, the president will have the following roles, okay? Now, it's also be very clear. There is only one president of the United States, only one. Therefore, the nation must choose wisely as we cast our votes to be counted on November the 3rd, 2020. We must choose wisely. That's one of the great freedoms that we have, the democracy that we have, is to be able to vote, exercise our vote. I am not going to tell you how to vote. I'm going to share my opinion, which as a business leader could be very dicey, but I feel that I must, must share my opinion of the current situation and this upcoming general election. Now, let's take a look at the duties and power. It's a word I chose to use, the duties and power, because the presidency of the United States has enormous power. The president is, and I'm going to, I'm going to, just go, there's, I'm, I'm going to review eight, okay? And uh, review eight and six is in the Constitution, which I'll talk about a little bit uh, uh, more, a little bit later, if I can talk. So the president is, number one, chief of state. He is the chief of state, and I'm using he, uh, but uh, I'm going to also, he and she, but we're talking about there's two males currently running for the president of the United States, okay? So the president is chief of state. The president is the chief executive. The president is the chief administrator. The president is the chief diplomat. The president is the commander-in-chief. The president is the chief legislator, and the president is party chief, the chief of the party, and the president is chief citizen. Now, you're still down on those a little bit more. 
as I said, enormous, enormous power, right? So we're basically going through a job description. Now, as I recited the oath of office, I've often said, uh, what if we did that in private sector? Well, we do that to a degree, and uh, a lot of you that's been following me for a number of years know how passionate I am when I'm talking about business, about being clear in your, in your vision. And that's some of the, one of the principles that we talk about in Broken America is a clear vision and also clarity for as the mission and purpose and the values that we have. So, so that is a, that is a big deal. And I think everybody in some question were you in politics or private sector or nonprofits or whatever it may be, we've got to have absolutely clarity as the direction that we're going. Right? So let's look at each of these roles or duties, if you will, roles in more detail. Now, the start here, the chief of state refers to the president as the head of the government, as the head of the government. He, and as I stated earlier, he, and I'm going to say this, hopefully in my lifetime, I will hear she is the symbol of all people. He is, all, he is the symbol of all people. Since we have a male currently in office and we have two males running for president. But in my opinion, again, I got a lot of opinions this evening. In my opinion, again, we need to get we need to get moving. Uh, if if I'm going to see a uh, a, a a female uh, African American female, white female, Asian female, uh, uh, and I I know I'm going to get in trouble here because I'm probably going to leave something out. Uh, Hispanic. If if every 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 culture every every representation of this great nation. I hope you see like that because we're, we're, we're at a crossroads. We're at a crossroads in the United States. And if you're, if you're watching uh, your, your favorite news channel and I look, I think we're over pushing over 180,000 Americans has lost their life to COVID-19. And as we look around uh, the, the U S and we see, all of the destruction and the uh, the, the the careless uh, shootings and it's 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 got to stop, right? But it takes leadership for us to stop. So that's the reason it's so important that we we take serious about the vote that we're going to cast on November the third. So we got to get moving if we if we're going to make this great changes now in the United States. The president also, and I, I chose to use the word rules over the government. And I use that maybe uh, when I hear that word rules, I don't know about you, but my, my hair stands up on my back a little bit. But in the United States, the president also rules over the government. Now, the president, as I said, is also chief executive vested by the Constitution with broad executive powers as defined in Article 2. So... Chief executive is invested as vested by the constitution in article two, big deal. Now, what you're going to find in broke and broken America, I spent some time on the constitution and on the articles, our founding fathers, our founding mothers. Uh, in my account, I wrote the book, hopefully to get all of us to think, right? And these 10 principles, as I said, at the opening, where you agree with all of them or not, 
I hope you agree that this great country has, has, has given us abundance, abundance of opportunity. And now it's our time to help her because she is in pain. She is in pain. Now, the power of the uh, chief executive is used at home on domestic issues and also extends to foreign affairs. The executive power is limited, however, you wouldn't think so sometime, but the executive power is limited, however, by our government's systems of checks and balances, which again, in my opinion, is being challenged, right? My opinion is being challenged. Now, the next one we're gonna take a deeper look at as chief administrator, the president is in charge of the executive branch of the federal government. This branch employs more than 4 million civilians, 4 million people as we speak. Now, and again, the reason that is so important as chief administrator, everything starts at the top. Your, your employees takes on the, the leader's, I'm gonna use the word personality, if you will. So it's important. We can talk, we're, we're, we're talking about the roles of the President of the United States and for the viewers that's, that's watching live and you may be watching the replay at, at, at a later time, I want you to think if, if you're a leader in, in, in your company, these, they're interchangeable. And once you, once you uh, get a copy of the book, uh, uh, purchase a copy of the book, you're gonna see these 10 principles and you'll be able to use them in your business as well as government, right? So as chief administrator, the president is in charge of the executive branch. Now, the president, let's see if I can say it too, the president is also the nation's chief diplomat. Chief diplomat the chief diplomat, the main author of American foreign policy. Now, I want you to take that in. The president is also the nation's chief diplomat and the main author of American foreign policy. Awesome. Awesome. So let's reflect on that. In addition, the Constitution makes the president the Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces. Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces. This power gives the President direct and immediate control of the military. As Chief Legislature, Legislature, excuse me, the President shapes public policy. The President, I'm gonna use the word suggest or may suggest or request or may request or insist that Congress enact laws that he or she believes are needed for our country. That is another part of the job description. Now, sometimes, oh, this is gonna be a shocker, I know, sometimes Congress does not agree with the president and decides against the legislation that the president may be advocating for. Now, working with Congress takes up a major part of the president's time. Because you remember, and we're gonna talk a little, a little more about that, but I mean, we got three branches, right? 
uh, three branches. You've got checks and balances, and uh, it's really important. Now, six of the presidential roles that I just shared are written in the Constitution. They're written in the Constitution. Now, I hope that when you pick up a copy of Broken America, or if you can't wait, go read the Constitution. Go look at all the amendments. It's just take someone's word for it. Read it, take it in, and make decisions for yourself. Like I said, six of the presidential roles I just shared are written in the Constitution. Now, the president also fills, I stated earlier, two other rows, and I said they were chief of party. So you're hearing right now that the Republican Party and the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, and but I really don't care if we are American citizens. However, that is our system now, and there is a lot of lot of, lot of great on both sides. And but right now. It's referred to, and I see how the Republican Party has changed under the leadership of President number 45. So the president also fills two other roles, chief of party and chief citizen. Now, that's the one of all of the, the six and the seventh and the eighth here, the chief citizen. That's the one that I think about uh, quite a bit, the chief, uh, uh, chief citizen, the chief citizen. And the, the, the empathy, I'm going to use that word, uh, the compassion, uh, uh, and all of those things that's got to be balanced. As you can say, this job description is broad. It is a vast, vast, vast responsibility holding that office, as is any office help where you have supervisory, or leadership opportunities, none of those are to be taken lightly. None of them. So the president, as I said, is automatically, automatically the chief of the party, the leader of the political party that controls the executive branch, right? Now, political parties are not mentioned in the Constitution. They're not mentioned in the Constitution. But they are an important part of government. And as I stated, once again, finally, the president is chief citizen. And for our regular viewers from other sessions, you know me by now, I will come back and I will, I, I will say something, I'll repeat it, I'll reinforce it, because it's, it's making that point. And say what you're going to say, reinforce what you're going to say, and be consistent in how you say it, and when you say it, and say it with absolutely with some passion and some empathy. So, political parties are not mentioned in the Constitution. But like I said, they are important part of government, as we all know. Now, chief citizen. Now, this means the president should represent all of the people of the United States. Represent all the people. And the companies I have the pleasure to lead. I need to represent everybody. And I do my best to do that on a daily basis. Everyone. 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 Citizens expect... I will change that. Citizens expect 
employees expect, citizens expect the president to work for their interests. The employees expect the CEO, the chairman of the board, the leader to work for their interests. The shareholders expect. You see how this whole thing, it's all intertwined. And that's what I wanted to really share in Broken America. But go back to now, and, and uh, you, you probably have uh, some of the news on in the background as we are uh, doing our session this evening. And you'll, you'll see all of the pain, the pain that's, uh, that's, that's playing out across the nation. Now, as I said, the citizens expect that the president to work for their interests and to provide moral leadership. Now, this is where I'm about to probably get myself in trouble. Moral leadership. The president must carry out each of these roles at the same time that I just laid out. And sometimes the failure to perform one duty can lead to failure in another area. For example, um, President Richard Nixon was forced to resign from office in 1974 because of the Watergate scandal. The people who had elected and trusted him were unhappy with the way he chose, that's the word, he chose to fulfill, to fulfill excuse me, the roles of the party leader and chief citizen. He lied. He tried to cover it up. You cannot do that. I don't care who you are. You cannot do that. Now, in my opinion, number 45, number 45 does not meet the moral leadership test, nor does he work for all the people. He works for some of the people, not all the people. We have the power. We need our leaders to work for all the people not just a select group for all the people. Our nation's moral fiber will continue to erode if he returns to office on January 20th, 2021. And I know I'm probably going to give a lot of feedback on this. But again, I cannot sit on the sideline. I cannot sit on the sideline. The Democratic nominee and his party also has room for improvement. They also have room for improvement. Also have room for improvement. However, once again, in my opinion, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are what we need right now, for right at this moment. Or what we need for right to this moment. And we also need to start developing younger and more diverse leaders if we are going to continue to grow this great nation, we got to start it and start it now. I hope and that we can send a strong message on November the 3rd, 2020 and defeat Donald Trump and defeat him in such numbers that will send a clear message. You must go away now. We must start the healing process in America now. 
She is in pain. She is in pain. We got to heal. We must vote in numbers like we've never voted before. We must make sure when all ballots are counted, the electoral college sends a clear message. You are fired. You are fired. On January 20th, 2021, Joe Biden and his administration must hit the ground running. We must stop the spread of COVID-19. We must put our citizens back to work. We must become more tolerant. We must embrace all Americans. We must reclaim our world leadership status. We must address the inequality in our great nation. These are a must, are a must. I also encourage the Biden administration to be inclusive and not throw out every executive order or initiative that bears Trump's name. Don't throw everything out. Such as Qualified Opportunity Zones Act that was created as part of the December 2017 uh, TCJA, Tax Cut and Job Acts. A lot of you know that I wrote a book called Opportunity Invested in Well, and I said, and I say in that book that just take a bad bill and make it better. One of the things that came out of that legislation is Qualified Opportunity Zone. It's a good initiative, but we can make it better. So I encourage the Biden administration to take a serious look at it and not just come in and start sizing and dicing anything is associated with Trump, even though I understand the urge to do so. But we have got to keep this initiative moving forward, but we can make it better. We can make it better. There's over 35 million Americans living in qualified opportunity zones today. The unemployment, the way it's going to grow, it's going to grow, it's going to grow. There's over $6 trillion of unrealized capital gains sitting on the sideline that we could put to work to help put our citizens back to work. Please. Do not throw it out. Just make it better. Like I said, we have three branches of government for a reason. Let's start working together. We can disagree, but do so with respect. Remember the preamble. Remember the preamble. We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union. I love this. Establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our prosperity. Do ordain and establish this Constitution of the United States of America. It gives me chills every time I recite that. And in closing, in closing, I am a Vietnam veteran. I volunteered. Uh, I don't mind telling you, I will be 72 years old in a few weeks. And, and I refer to that 72 going on 28. I love this country with all of my heart. It has given a poor, poor boy so many opportunities. 
and so many blessings. I remember when I was serving in Vietnam and in the mid 60s, I served with pride. I, I loved and, and goosebumps would just rise when I would hear and see the flag. We've got, we've got to heal this nation. Like I said, I am a proud Vietnam veteran that loves this country. Please, it's reach out. It's go off the sidelines. And let's do not forget our veterans. They give so much. Their sacrifices are great. You may come back from a combat theater with no physical wounds, but I can assure you, were you on the front lines of combat or in support roads, you have a mental, mental price to pay. So once again, let's stand up for our great nation. Thank you. Now next week, on our launch day, we're gonna have Professor Robert Shapiro will join me as we launch the book, Broken America. And you can go ahead and pre-order the book at brokenamerica.com. And I won't, and I request, and I hope you will help me. I wanna get this book in the hands of every political leader, every political leader throughout the United States. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your trust. And with your help, we will do everything that we can to bring all Americans for an open mind to work together to say how we can heal America. So thank you and good night. Thank you for your participation and interest in Healing America with Dr. Jim White. To stay in touch with Jim, go to www.healingamericawithdrjimwhite.com. 